Hey, I won't bug you too much. There are a few ways you can support the Brad and Brit cast. One of them is to shop at our Amazon store. That's shop.bradandbrit.com. Many of you have been doing this, and we certainly appreciate it. Doesn't change the price of the stuff you're buying at shop.bradandbrit.com. You can donate via PayPal. That's at Brad and Brit. On Venmo, it's BBCast. And on Cash App, it's BDUB336, BDUB336. And another great way to support us is to give us a five-star review, whether it's on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever. Just give us a five-star review. Brad and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast, first one for this week. Thank you for, for joining us. You know, uh, Saturday, excuse me, Saturday, was what is was a birthday of mine and it went by i got one of those e cards yeah. that you get now uh from my from my older brother and this year it starred shack no, nice. and it's very funny i i won't even describe it to you but but it it's clear and i think we we boiled this down before we started all the uh, announcing gigs are now done by joe buck and uh, all of the commercial endorsements in America are now done by Shaq. And, uh, you know, the, the, the ultimate proof isn't that I got a birthday card where he does all this hilarious stuff. But I saw last night on one of the, how should I say, second-tier shopping channels. Oh, how dare you. Have you seen this one, the Bulldog Network? Have you seen this one? God, I don't even know where that is. No, I've never heard of that. That's it's, funny as hell. Suppo- supposedly, it you know, it's male-oriented stuff a little bit more than you know. Oh. I don't see fashion, women's fashion, all that. That's actually not a bad idea. But uh, now it's the uh, Shaquille O'Neal Grill. Okay, you know, I, I thought, what the hell happened to George Foreman? Yeah, right. And of course, the answer is. There's a whole generation of people now that don't know who George Foreman is, so his name has faded in in time. Okay, it would be it would be like the uh, you know the Bob Hope dress shoes. Okay, it just <laughs> can't do it anymore. And maybe it's that way with with George Foreman, but the it's the Shaquille O'Neal grill. By the way, it looked like it worked pretty nicely. Well. Thirty-eight dollars instead of you know ninety-nine, and Shaq is a great guy. He said, "I want it to be able to be affordable for Americans. I want the price as low as possible." Thirty-eight dollars—that even sounds cheap, doesn't it, Britt? Are you? It does interested? sound cheap. No, Go look I'm, it up. Go I've already got. I've got like a tiny George Foreman grill for me. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, yeah. I've how, got, how many minutes did you use that? No, how many weeks did you use that before it went down below the counter and you haven't touched it? How many no, years has it been? Oh, it's Come right on. there. I use it. I use it all the time. Honestly, I haven't. There's a lot of other. Really? Cr- now the Ron Popeil rotisserie thing. Now that that one has sat under there for a while. I mean that that's going to be under there. For a minute or two, for sure. But yeah, the Sha- Shaquille O'Neal thing. Yeah, he's he's on everything. He's he's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, he's a good spokesman. All right. What do you we, got here? What do you got? Well, before we get to our main course, let me offer an amuse bouche. What the hell is wrong with this guy? Oh, you I may know. have seen this. This happened at the Barclays Center uh, in Brooklyn. Protesters attempting to storm the entrance of the Barclays Center over net refusal to allow Kyrie Irving to play due to New York City's vaccine mandate. Um, Kyrie Irving. Played about 12 games for Duke University a few years ago. Now with the Nets refusing to get the shot for no one really knows why. And they had protesters swarming in a pro-Kyrie anti-vax rally, Brad, 
at the Barclays Center. All right. Now, I, I think we really need to, to go out of our way when we talk about these kinds of stories. Yes. To always mention that this really is a small minority of a subset of people who are Americans. All right. Mm -hmm. Everyone is not out protesting like this. Most of us have gotten vaccinated and most of us are disgusted and repulsed by this level of stupidity operating under the guise of uh, freedom. And, and this is going to allow us to branch out into all kinds of uh, areas be, besides mm -hmm. that. And uh, the version of the story that uh, you're showing people who are looking, I believe, covers the, the uh, issue uh, pretty fairly because it does render judgment there because uh, attempt to storm entrance, that lets you know that this was wrong, that you should not do that. However, I must contrast that in uh, favor or in disfavor of the way that story was covered on Sunday by Fox, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, remember, uh, Fox is playing this, this, this double game of uh, every once in a while, someone will say people should get vaccinated, then at the same time telling you, don't get vaccinated if you don't want to. It's a personal decision. Do the research. And freedom, freedom, freedom says you shouldn't get vaccinated unless you really feel that you want to. And Chicago police officers are heroes, the ones who do not get vaccinated. And uh, anyone else in the country, and we'll talk about the invitation for them to now move to Florida and go where they can be unvaccinated pieces of shit in, in, in just a moment. But just hold that thought. But here is the same headline. Read your headline, Britt, from, from that story. Read it. Um, the headline reads... Protesters attempt to show to storm entrance of Barclays Center over Nets' refusal to allow Kyrie Irving to play due to NYC vaccine mandate. I think that is from the CBS affiliate New York is where right. I get that story from. Okay. So try this on for size. The Fox News version of that is New York City's Barclays Center swarmed by protesters supporting Nets' Kyrie Irving's refusal to be vaccinated. There's a big difference in tone there, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Big difference. Same actual event covered differently, covered in a much, much more supportive manner. Protesters could be seen on social media swarming the Barclays Center where the uh, protesters were chanting, stand with Kyrie. Joe Rose, who was at an anti-vaccine mandate rally in Times Square, said she's going to attend the demonstration for Irving's, of course, before it was happening. He said she planned to start and blah, blah, blah. And then they described the movement as a widely diverse group united under the goal of stopping what they regard as an infringement on their personal liberties. And that's essentially how they, they portray it on Fox and how the story reads and how they talk about it on TV. And uh, this is the excuse. This is the angle that th is being used to defend what is the indefensible. Um, nowhere in a story like this will you ever see the number 750,000, okay? Because if I were writing the headline the way I want to write it is, 
in spite of the fact that 750,000 people in America have died, and in spite of the fact that with tens of millions in the United States and hundreds of millions around the world, even billions, the vaccines shown to be safe and effective are being refused in the United States by ignorant people swayed for some inexplicable reason by stupidity and politics and allegiance to Donald Trump into not getting vaccinated to their own detriment and to the detriment of their family, their friends, their co-workers, and the community at large. So obviously that's not going to be a headline, but you know those are the background facts that should be part of every one of these stories. You should not report them in isolation as if this is equivalent to um, some kind of legitimate protest over rights being denied people. I mean, just think about it. That's what they've done. This is the old, right. you know, he who controls the language. It's, right. If you're not being, if you refuse to get vaccinated, you are standing up against an oppressive order that is infringing on what you perceive to be some kind of inalienable constitutional right to uh, not get vaccinated, which, of course, that doesn't exist, but that's you used to, to believe. You, you, you used to make this point a long time ago, and you've, you've made it for years about how uh, when they use the term anti-smoking, like smoking is the natural form of, of, of existence like that. But if people if you're anti-smoking, that makes you bad and you're awful and all this other shit. Right. Uh, well, of course. And really, you're pro air. Okay? Exactly. Oh, you should be called pro air because yes anti-smoking you're against smoking which apparently at one point and you're not you're not that old you you you're around when sure. smoke was everywhere wherever Absolutely. you went in restaurants Absolutely. if on an airplane uh, in a grocery store every workplace and, i mean there were there were right. places i worked and it was it was ridiculous right, right. and and uh, you've worked in radio stations i believed uh the one we not the last one we worked at but the one before that was a building that was permanently oh, God. brown tinged yeah. the yeah. glass, the studio glass in between the two studios. It was uncleanable. It, Impossible. It, now, and glass is hard to permanently discolor, right? It you is. can clean anything off of glass. That's why it's glass. That's why right. it's better than plastic. But right. if, if you have decades of, of people smoking, um, so the, the, uh, the actual state of affairs was, yeah, of course you could smoke anywhere. And then along came the anti-smokers. Uh, and it's, it is the same, in a way, yeah. with vaccinations. The natural state isn't to be free of all vaccines. No. The natural state of your life should be to be free of the disease. We've gotten, again, yeah, well, we've gotten vaccines in this country as a matter of course. I mean, you would just, if your kid was going to start school, you took them by the health department or whatever, you got them jabbed and they went and, or, you know, at a certain time when the kid turns a year old, they get their, their shots. That was what people did for the longest time. And now again, we've tried to turn things upside down instead of, you know, wait a minute, everything, everything's on hold. It's a perfectly safe vaccine. Uh, they continue to lie and say that the vaccine is killing people. That's another subset of a subset of a subset. And these assholes are seen as some sort of freedom fighters for being just ridiculous. The, the Kyrie Irving thing is so frustrating because, um, and I'm, I'm not excusing, I'm just explaining. On Fox News, you understand 
they lie in order to do the thing with ratings or continue the narrative that they have that the liberals are trying to do this, that, and the other. And you kind of understand, okay, well, that's their bullshit lane that they've tried to take. Kyrie Irving doesn't have a bullshit lane. He just does shit to do shit, right? There's no end game. There's no, uh, and he really hasn't embraced these people that were protesting. He didn't go outside, shake their hands and cough on them, what? you know, and thank them for oh. coming out. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, nice, nice uh, uh, visual there. You mean he could be the Josh Hawley of, <laughs> of, of the NBA and go out there and, and give him a, a fist pump? Oh, my God, if that happened, wow. He, he could have gone and outside. Said, by the way, remember, if you objected to that, you go, oh, what about his freedom to do what he wants? See, you can there couch you everything. As, if he uh, wants, you know, Yes, he's free to go out there and do that if he wants. He's an idiot. Of course. I mean, why, and why don't they go out there and burn some masks? Then, of course, the cops will come by because you can't just burn shit in Brooklyn, you know, without a permit or anything. And then you get arrested, you get dragged away. And then all of a sudden, you're, you know, you're a freedom fighter. You're, you're a guy. You're standing up for justice. You're Martin Luther King in that Birmingham jail. Right. But he doesn't do any of that stuff. He just isn't a contrarian asshole who goes around and says, you know, up is down, down is up. I'm going to be a dick. I'm going to fuck up my team. I only care about myself. That, that's basically what's got- happening. I, I got a question. Whatever happened to the shut up and dribble people? Well, because they, they've, with, with every hang on with every other uh, social issue that is raised by athletes, usually the response from and uh, we'll just go as generalized as necessary to make the point. Uh, right wing Trump asshole fake freedom folks. They're the first racists. They're the first ones to say, Colin Kaepernick, shut up and play. Uh, uh, LeBron James, shut up and dribble, right? On, on, on anything else, right? Can, sure. you, can you read that? It's a little small. That's what happened to the shut up and dribble crowd. The woman who really came up with that. Laura Ingram yeah. lauding LeBron James vaccine comments after past criticism. That seems to have gone down the tubes. After he says it's a personal decision, she loves his ass. That's wait what a happened minute. to shut up and dribble wait a minute but he got one he changed his mind she's lying she is lying okay yes i i guess at every point for everyone it is a personal decision but just because it's a personal decision doesn't mean you're making the right decision if you don't get vaccinated she's full of shit and that by the way i'm glad you found that that is a complete attempt to wiggle out of inconsistency, hypocrisy, and right. basically racism, which is what was at the base of the original shut up and dribble people uh, like LeBron James. Stop saying anything about anything. Stop talking about Trayvon Martin. Stop talking about George Floyd. Shut right. up and play the game. And suddenly Wait. now, with <laughs> yeah. uh, not getting vaccinated, that's some kind, that's some kind of of a courageous statement and he didn't say that he doesn't play he doesn't go out there and fudge it like they do on five they're full of shit she's full uh, of shit oh my pro God. sports players are refusing to denounce fellow players who choose not to get vaxxed ingram said before showing a clip of uh lebron james at a lakers press conference then she proceeded to show another pair of clips in which nba players jonathan isaac and james former teammate kyrie Irving. kyrie irving spoke out about why they both chose not to get vaccinated for COVID-19. So now she doesn't want him to shut up and dribble. She wants him to stop dribbling and talk. When it comes to this, this that's that's what she's that, that's what she's doing now. That's what's happening. Well, to me, the 
most telling fact that we're dealing with right now. And, and, and remember, the train is moving down the tracks, albeit slowly, to, you know, a couple million more people every week getting vaccinated. It is happening, um, but it's going to take a lot longer than, than it should be to get to whatever approaches the ability of the country as a whole to, to fight off a widespread um, distribution of the virus or possible variants that are going to come along you know we should have been there uh, six months ago we should have been there six weeks ago and we're not going to be there for not another six months and we have all the things that are ahead including gatherings of family around the holidays and the rest so you know we're not out of the woods we're not out of the woods yet but the most telling thing and it's the biggest picture of all united states and israel especially israel remember at the beginning of the uh, distribution of the vaccine around the world, Israel was number one. Man, they fucking had it together. And you know why? Because they're smart. Those people, <laughs> well, they're, they're not stupid. They're, they're going to mm-hmm. cry. Okay. Well, guess what? <laughs> Israel and the United States are now the two worst countries on earth in the developed world. I'm counting out quote-unquote rich countries. We right. have the lowest percentages of our whole populations vaccinated of any other country. Everybody passed us. Everybody else passed us. Portugal passed us. The Scandinavian, Europe, everybody passed us. Now, how did that happen? How did that happen? In the case of Israel, it turns out that a lot of the heavily religious Orthodox Jews have refused to get vaccinated. Remember that that video we used to see a year ago of New York where they had those gigantic weddings of the guys in the black? That's the Orthodox Jews. Well, guess what? There's way more of them in Israel. There's way more of them in Israel, and they've not gotten vaccinated. They have family members, and they passed around. So they've got problems in Israel. They never reached past that initial surge of vaccinated people. I'm using surge in the positive way. It was a surge at the beginning of vaccinations. And then it slowed down to a crawl. The United States, of course, we're worse. We're worse than that because we were leading the world. We solved our problem of supply very quickly, a lot faster than people thought. And so now supply is not an issue. Any idiot can get vaccinated in the next 10 minutes if they want to. Right. right? Because I don't know what that statistic like. Like 95 percent of Americans live within you know two miles of a cvs a walgreens right. or or something else like that so it, it's it's there and yet here we are now why is that we don't have that many orthodox jews okay no. we don't have that many religious exemptions we have donald trump who back at the beginning helped muddy the waters and never stopped muddying and he doesn't have to come out there every day and talk about the vaccinations because when you see folks interviewed, what do they say? Many of them, a lot of them are saying, this is the way to put it to Joe Biden. Yeah. I'm not going to get the Biden vaccine and help right. him. As, as if, wait, Britt, as if you get vaccinated and protect yourself and your family and people you work with from the likelihood of uh, either getting it or passing it along or ending up in the hospital if you did uh, get a breakthrough case. Did you know how much you were helping Joe Biden when you did? You didn't realize that's why you did it, right? That's why there should be some people. They should have some some gravestones that say, "Take that, Biden." 
or if I may use their one good joke, as uh, Jordan Kepler says, uh, let's go, Brandon. That's what that should be on their headstone as they're dead in the cemetery. Right. I, I showed you, Joe right. Biden. <laughs> their their it's, it's, one it's, good joke. Did you, re- did you read that story in Mediaite where he did the, the podcast with the guy? And he, Jordan Kepler, it, again, it was one of those media, it was misleading. Jordan Kepler talks about the cleverness of Let's Go Brandon. Well, when you listen to the podcast, he tells the guy, he goes, hey, hey, it's their one good joke. Let them have it. <laughs> That's yeah. what he essentially tells the guy. <laughs> you, you, you know what? You're right. You, you, you really have to be careful with, with yeah. those guys. Now, now uh, on Sunday in the afternoon, I went to the gym. And uh, I didn't even take my headphones with me. I forgot them. So I was watching, you know, there's like seven or eight different stations that are on the TVs above. Right. With no no sound, but closed captioning. And, of course, to the right of me was this dreadful football game with these 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 two teams oh, yeah. called the New York Giants and the Panthers. So that was hardly worth uh, yeah. looking at. It was just horrible. And... Uh, at two or three in the afternoon, they rerun the Maria Bartiromo show from Sunday morning. All right. And I, I, I hate to give you this assignment. I hate to do this to you because, you know, your time is valuable. And, and you know, you may only have 50 years of life left anyway. I hate to. It's true. To blow it out. Time is the yeah. most precious commodity of all. Right. But there I was. And I really had nothing to do with my attention except watch this show. And it is a work of art to see just how insidiously subversive and dishonest that channel is, and she in particular is, the way she brings on a parade of the usual suspect guests. Guests you never see if you're in the MSNBC, CNN world of cable news. These are people that never appear. And... uh, Exhibit A, human being, is, of course, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. And what's so creepy about Fox is if you're not listening and you watch it, you go, wow, this looks reasonable. Everybody looks normal, mm-hmm. and they, they have the same kind of good-looking graphics. It's well done, and the audio is good, and everything's fine. It's, it's This must be real. This must be true. And she fed him. And for all I know, and I believe this is highly possible, fed him a series of underhanded softball pitch questions that were probably prepared in advance and shown to him and approved by him, or maybe even written by him, so that every one of them, every one of them would put him in the light of a governor who has got his shit together. He is running a state that is like a fine Swiss watch, an economy that created 84,000 jobs last month when the the, uh, broad number for the country was 180. Wow, almost half the jobs in the country in Florida, and I didn't fact check that. It's probably bullshit, but boy, it sure sounded good when he said it. Mm -hmm. But then she threw him a softball about um, uh, the problems with the shipping supplies and and the um, um, supply chain. The supply chain, that, that that's it. And, and of course, remember, he's just the governor of Florida, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he is ready to go. He is ready to go, and he wants everyone in America to know that Florida is there. Florida 
has stepped up its game and is helping this country get out from underneath the problem caused, of course, by Joe Biden. Mm -hmm. Intentionally, Joe Biden, right? Because he hates Christmas. He hates capitalism. He hates gifts. He hates cars, TVs, and toys, and wants them all to sit on on ships uh, outside the port of Long Beach for as long as it takes until they all tip over like that one did the other day. And and he wanted you to know that, uh, you know, they do have a couple of ports, of course, on the on the uh, that's on what I hear, Florida. Yeah. Right. And uh, that they have been uh, been able to unload a lot of freight and they've even uh, taken on some uh, uh, ships that uh, couldn't get into Savannah, Georgia, uh, up the coast a little bit. They are handling the problem. And of course, the numbers are minuscule. I think he said it's like a total of 10 ships in total. And of course, there, there are you know, hundreds of them out there now uh, trying to get in. And, and has, but it, it, he's been painted to the Fox audience as this technocratic genius, Trumpism without Trump, Trumpism without the meanness. And this was on Sunday. This was before we heard the latest out of this guy, which is if you're a Chicago police officer who's refusing to get vaccinated, Come on down. We've got that. room for you. Uh, we're going to pay you a lot of money. We're going to pay you a ton of money yeah. down here in Florida. We're going to we're going to pay you money. And, and, you know, we don't have a state income tax. You're going to do a lot better oh. in Florida. So he is he is getting in there and, and doing all the kinds of things that uh, would theoretically ingratiate himself in a Florida primary for president in 2024. I, I mean, I'm, I'm more inclined to agree with what you were saying that I used to, that I used to <laughs> just not buy into. But and and you know, he can he can play this game, and he's got a willing media well, partner the, there. The, this Fox. is the game that this is the game that Fox is playing. If Donald Trump doesn't run or drop dead, then we've got this right. guy in reserve. This, we've got this yep. guy ready to push out. Yep. We can go ahead, and, yep. and we don't have to go with. Ivanka, we don't have to go with Don Jr. and more on him in a bit. We've we've got this guy waiting in the wings. We put our money on this guy. Uh, Abbott, not so much. Greg Greg Abbott, if you were doing a stock market thing, our our number one, bam, we're going to go heavy in our portfolio with Donald Trump, but we're going to hedge a little bit with this guy. And and Abbott's sort of been pushed out of the portfolio. He's kind of over here. He's not our guy right now. DeSantis, that's our guy. And that's what Fox is I would doing say at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody did a count. I mean, he's he's pushing like 200 appearances there since the beginning of the just some kind of number that, that, that leads you to believe it's it's multiple times a day, uh, every day, every day of the the uh, week here. So but um, Fox News, Fox News seems to be particularly obsessed with one story. And I'll tell you, they don't really say it per se on their website or on their news, but uh, Alec Baldwin killed somebody. They seem to be really, as you can see, it's front and center at foxnews.com. Camera operator opens up about Alec Baldwin's handling of guns on the set prior to the fatal shooting, Brad. They really seem to be very obsessed with sticking this one right up Alec Baldwin's ass, don't they? Isn't that, isn't that really the, the Fox mantra at this point well, about the story? Uh, I, I don't know whether they're trying to, to completely pin it on, on, on Baldwin. What would you but, say about you know, that headline? What would you, I mean, and, and you, when you click on the story, it's not at all like that, but it makes it seem yeah. like he was pretty negligent. Well, I, I know, but uh, um, when you have the father of the victim come out and immediately say 
that I in no way blame Alec Baldwin. Doesn't matter. I understand facts mean nothing. I understand that people actually involved in the story doesn't matter. I I get that because, you know, a lie is a lie and it uh, it travels around the world in its beautiful shoes before the truth puts on its pants. I know that. Uh, um, But, yeah, because, of course, Alec Baldwin played Donald Trump on Saturday Night Live and as a liberal. And they hate him. He is what did a, they say? What did what did the family of the ambassador killed in Benghazi say to the Republicans? Quit dragging this through the mud, making this a political thing. It's not a political thing. Hillary Clinton did not kill him, right? They begged the Republicans to stop making a show out of this thing. And the investigation dragged on for years and years and years and years and years because they could make hay out. They don't care. They don't care if the father of this poor woman who was killed in, a, in, a, in this awful but, but accident. Here's, I know, but here's the good thing: Alec Baldwin isn't running for political office. Oh, I get that, so but they might—he might as well play votes on this. But I, I, no. I get it. But also, here's proving that this is the biggest asshole in the world: Donald Trump Jr. selling guns don't kill people. Alec Baldwin kills people. Shirts. Yeah. You remember um, Russia? If you're listening, remember that little quote from Donald Trump Jr.'s uh, father? I would like to do an offshoot of that. China, if you're listening, can we throw some fentanyl in this guy's cocaine? Would that be possible? China, for God's sakes, how is it that Heath Ledger is dead of an overdose, but this asshole continues to walk the face of the earth? How is this possible? Oh. <laughs> but that that is what's going on in Fox World. Yeah. Right now. Okay. All right. I I I uh, uh I de- I defer to you on this because uh, this is one of these stories at this point that I'm kind of aggressively not watching. Yes, because I really know I'm never going to learn anything important right now as they investigate it and as uh, uh, shit drips out and this kind of reporting uh, occurs. And if I see one more guy, one more guy on TV holding up two bullets, this is a blank. Okay, we know. Well, Uh, I mean, again, this is the game that they play. And as you talk about their geniuses, they're never going to say Alec Baldwin murdered this woman. They're not going to say that, but they're going to do everything but. And you're going to look at the TV with your little with the graphics. People have the thing down and you're just going to rub your chin and go, hmm, I don't know. I just don't know. And they're going to they're just going to try to kind of sell this because Alec Baldwin made fun of their hero. Alec Baldwin was the guy who mocked their hero for years. So they have to this had they have to drag him through the mud as much as possible without saying that Alec Baldwin was responsible for this poor woman's death. That is the right. Fox well, game that they play. Well, plus, uh, it's always about diversion and, yes. and, and distraction. And, and clearly, uh, on a day when the, the uh, revelatory news about Donald Trump's orchestration, I mean, and he was the conductor of the orchestra. Yes. This was not... This was not... Uh, like Watergate in the sense that Dick Nixon did not direct the Watergate break-in. Okay, it wasn't his idea. Even, I mean, he 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 tried to cover it up and did, and then mm-hmm. got got uh, got tossed for that. But in this case, uh, this isn't about Donald Trump trying to to uh, cover up what happened on January sixth, which is of course what he is doing. He was involved in the planning of it. He was involved minute by minute on the phone with all the usual suspects. He was involved in trying to strong arm Mike Pence 
into uh, doing something that had never been done in American history because it's unconstitutional in trying to, at the 11th hour, which is January 6th for our purposes, uh, in the uh, halls of Congress, trying to deny the electoral votes of uh, six or seven states and uh, claim that there would be some kind of a second group of electors that would then throw the election into the House of Representatives where Trump would be re-elected president, taking away the votes of the American people. And, you know, Steve Bannon and Giuliani, and, and they're all in it up to their ears. Well, yeah, Mark, Mark Meadows, Katrina Pearson. I mean, they're oh. all everybody's up there. Yeah. And uh, Marjorie yeah. Taylor Greene, Paul Gosar from Arizona. We have, we have folks, this article, if you have not seen this from Rolling Stone, is absolutely um, not surprising, but it is jaw-dropping in its detail. And people should be going to jail, uh, up to and including the former president of the United States, Donald John Trump. The, the, there's no other way around it. it it's really awful. And it's to, dreadful. Uh, it, it's it's pathetic how these people. Gosar apparently met with these people and promised them blanket pardons after whatever they did on January the sixth. They they pregame like it and he says, to do that, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> these people. And the only reason they're turning on each other is because they feel like Donald Trump has sold them out. He didn't back them. <gasps> shock after they went ahead and gone and they stormed and they broke windows and they tried to murder people and, and they didn't feel like Donald Trump had their back. So now they're selling out various other splinter groups that were forming these things in terms of the violent protest. It really, it really is a jaw dropping article. And it's like the one thing you should read today if you have five seconds, because it's a, it's very good, good, good journalism from Rolling Stone magazine. And if you want a little bit more of a local flavor, uh, the Asheville citizen times, Here's the headline. Rolling Stone article, Representative Madison Cawthorn involved in planning of January 6th events. He was intimately involved in planning both former President Donald Trump's efforts to overturn his election loss and the January 6th events that turned violent. So uh, this guy is trouble with a capital T, and that rhymes with C, and that stands for Cawthorn. GTFO. <laughs> um, it. it it's very bad. It's yeah. it's very bad. Uh, and it's uh, it really is. It it affirms the worst, but it also goes even a step further. There were things in there that I didn't even really consider per se that these guys had done. They were they were shameless. Oh, this is this is unpeeling uh, an onion, you know, yeah. layer by layer. And uh, as as new reporting is done that that plays very much off of the Bob Woodward Robert Costa book it just expands on it and it's worse than than anybody thought and later this week i guess it's on friday this jeffrey clark character who was uh, kind of a robert bork of this of this situation i mean he was ready to he was ready to do all the dirty work for for trump necessary he was he was in he was there and uh, he is going to testify and it, it, it seems to me like this should be the John Dean moment. This should be it. This should be naming names. I mean, he can't get up there and just plead the Fifth Amendment. That's not going to work. He's not going to be able to do that. He's going to have to talk. Mm -hmm. He's going to have to talk. And, and, and he knows. I mean, he was, uh, uh, he was there. He was in the room where it happened. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll make some progress 
um, on that front. I mean, it, it, it should happen and it, it must happen uh, because, you know, here we are uh, all the way into late October. Pretty soon we'll be to the end of the year. Pretty soon we'll be to the first uh, anniversary of January 6th. And, you know, this is kind of setting a record, although maybe not. I wonder whenever the uh, Civil War actually ended in 1865, and since communication was slower then, but I, I just assume that the uh, dead-enders, the neo the, the, you know, the Confederates, the, you know, we were screwed portion of, you know, just because the war was over didn't mean they gave up their their ambitions. They didn't no. give up their attitudes. They didn't give no. up any of that. And I would assume that that machine was cranked up instantly. Well, yeah, one of them, one of them ended up murdering the president even after right. the fact. So yeah. And, and, and never, never stopped, never stopped. Um, and uh, uh, to this day, right. Uh, we still have a lot of people who will tell you, and I guess this started right after the civil war. The civil war was not about slavery. It was about states' rights, right? Of course it was states' rights to have slavery, but doesn't matter. Uh, the, the truth meant nothing then. And, you know, we're, we're kind of seeing the same thing now. Trump lost the election. No, he didn't. He won. Donald Trump won, and, and he was screwed. And now we have all these people who are believing that, and they've, they've bought into it. I think, I can't remember where I, where I heard somebody mention this, that, um, and of course, you've heard this a million times, a failed coup is just a dress rehearsal for a successful one that will come later. Right. right. So that in and of itself, it's not a cliche. It's a fact. I mean, it, Germany at it, it, it all, all these places, you know, a nine 11. Remember, uh, there was a dress rehearsal for that years before the bombing of the world trade center. Um, and there was a lot of damage done back then. I mean, that was a dress rehearsal in a way for flying planes into the building. I mean, the civil war was the big enchilada, but, mm -hmm. It almost worked in reverse. After the Civil War, there were all these other kind of offshoots of the Civil War. And I think that uh, a year or so after we learned, most of us, about what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in, was it 1920, when, when you know, that the black part of Tulsa was just burned to the ground. Right. I, I think what you're going to see now is an emergence an awakening for most of the country that knows nothing about the Wilmington uh, coup, because yeah. that's what that was. That was yeah. a political coup sure. where a legitimately elected government was overturned, murdered, killed, and drummed out of power by a white supremacist mob. Mm -hmm. Sound familiar? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, blacks will not replace us. I don't know. Were they shouting that? Well, guess what? They did, yeah, and they did legitimately, and you couldn't stand it. And and I think there's going to be um, uh, a reexamination of, of that moment in history, which is again, it's another one of those doesn't make most of the U.S. history books, but we now know about it around here, and more people are learning about it around the country. It was a big deal. It should be noted. It should be remembered that it can happen in America. Mm -hmm. It did happen in America, and we have a lot of people who want it to happen 
in America again, where people and political movements that are legitimate and um, uh, deal with issues and try to help Americans and govern the way the founding fathers want to, they do not represent people who did not vote for them. Those people may constitute a minority, and they therefore will take power by any means necessary. And they are showing that they are going to do it. And if what happened on January 6th is just let to, to fallow in the field and let to be repurposed into a freedom fight by patriotic Americans and the Trump version of saying that the real insurrection was on Election Day 2020, which you can just see if you repeat that over and over and over again, you will have people and Jordan Klepper will find them and put them on The Daily Show. It's not hard to find them. Mm-hmm. And we will laugh at them. And and we could find ourselves in even a worse situation than we're in right now. But but who doesn't think they're not going to take another run at this? And if not in Washington, D.C., then at 50 other state capitals. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. Because, you know, if, if you do it in Raleigh, then, gee, they're, they're watching it in Richmond. They're watching it in Jefferson City, Missouri. They're watching yeah. it. In Frankfort, Kentucky, you notice how I didn't say Louisville. Yeah, I didn't. I knew what the capital of Kentucky was. Thank you. Good job. There's Madison Cawthorn from Western North Carolina being uh, challenged by a student at Dartmouth and getting upset when the guy says, "Will you stop lying about Donald Trump losing the election and Joe Biden not being the lawfully elected president of these United States?" Madison Cawthorn was unhappy about that. Um, what he said. Also- he he was he's he just went on and on about how it was unconstitutional and he quoted some bullshit, which is absolutely not true. So uh, he he's not happy when you challenge him on these points. That's Madison Cawthorn, the representative from Western North Carolina, who continues to lie and was part of the planning of the insurrection. He wants to make America insurrect again. That is a there. I know that there's been some calls now for some investigations into various members uh, of Congress who met with these people like Gosar and Marjorie Taylor Greene and several others. Uh, Mo Brooks is another one who is comes off awfully and did terrible things in this Rolling Stone article. Yeah, and but he did do blazing saddles. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I really enjoyed it when he did that. That was very was funny. Great. The Mongo parts of that are really the funniest part of the movie to me. Yeah. Remember when he was like in the 2000 year old man with that other guy? Nothing's better than that. Those were some great deals. I think that was with Meathead's dad. It was with Meathead's dad. 